Yeah? Okay. All right. All right. Good morning. It's good to be with you again. How many were here last night? Okay, good. My name's Gary. For those who uh, are new this morning, and this is my lovely wife right here, Sheila. Oh, thanks. Um, what I want to do this morning uh, is uh, I want to do a couple of quick sessions. So we'll do, you know, maybe one session and then uh, do some practicing, activating you guys. And then uh, we'll have to take a break and then come back, we'll do another session, and then we'll do some blindfold prophecy. Anybody done blindfold prophecy? It's all, that's good. It's a lot of fun. So it's always fun to do blindfold prophecy. Because you know what it does? It actually removes your inhibitions because now you can't see anything. You just got to really tune in and hear, to, hear the Lord. Probably one of the most, um, I, I'd say, the most uh, question, one question I get asked all the time is, how do you hear from God? How do I know it's God speaking to me? Um, and so uh, let's just kind of start right there. Uh, I think the key component to a healthy relationship with God, obviously, is learning to hear his voice and letting him speak to you on a daily basis. What happens in your daily walk with God will translate into your ministry to people and talking to people and uh, hearing the voice of God for other people. If I can't hear God for myself, I, I'm going to have a hard time hearing God for other people. But if I, if I know how to hear God for myself on a daily basis, then I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to be a breeze to be able to hear God for other people. At least that's my, my thought. Maybe not for you guys, but, but you know, it should be. It really, it should be uh, fun. It should be exciting. And uh, again, I appreciated what Pastor said right at the end there, where if you do it from a spirit of love, um, you're not out to hurt anybody. You know, if, if you've been involved in church work for any length of time or be involved in church, um, you've, you always run across people who have a, an agenda or they're negative or critical. And when they start speaking to you, you know immediately, okay, that doesn't sound right. There's something wrong. And um, usually it's coming out of their own hurt. It's coming out of their own uh, feelings, what, what they're dealing with. And so you want to uh, try to avoid that as much as possible. Just come from that spirit of love. And so um, I, I always think one of the things that is needed probably more in the body of Christ, I'm going to share this uh, tomorrow in my message, but at least one thought, is the whole area of discernment. And we need to be more discerning today than ever uh, I think as we walk into this next, uh, really the next decade, uh, we're entering into a new decade next year, right? Crazy. It's just amazing. Um, but we are entering into a new season, and I think it's probably uh, going to be a season where the discernment level of the church is going to rise. And you're going to uh, really need it in this day and age. There's so much nonsense going on. Have you noticed the world is going a bit crazy? Or is it like... I'm a Canadian, so I can say, like, some stuff that happened in America is a little crazy, you know. Uh, but even we got it in our country. I mean, I travel all over the world. It's crazy out there. And probably what's more important than ever is people who love God are discerning and can know what God is doing in the midst of the craziness. God is moving. I so appreciate what he just said at the end. That this is the greatest time of the church. I don't see the church going back. I actually see the church advancing. Um, I get the privilege of going to all over the world, and, and uh, in other parts of the world, the church is exploding. People are getting saved. 
Um, in our ministry this year, we've, we've seen just in our little neck of the woods, what we do, we've seen over 255 people get saved. Actually, hang on, 259, because we had four last week. So 200, almost 260 people get saved. I go to one church. Um, last year, they had 6,000 people get saved. It's one church, right? No movement. Over 1.2 million people have gotten saved this year. So the church is advancing. God is moving. Amen. And God is speaking all over the earth. Amen. Uh, Muslims are having dreams. We, we work with a couple. Um, we do a lot of work in, in Muslim countries ourselves. But uh, we have a, a couple that works with Syrian refugees. And they're constantly having dreams of a man in white coming to them. <laughs> And speaking to them. And then getting saved. I mean, literally getting saved. Hundreds of Syrian refugees saved, delivered, set free. So God is moving. Amen? And so discernment, to me, when I hear the word discernment, it means the capacity to know and choose the good and right things. And the ability to sense between right and wrong. So, you know, just you're just really just saying, okay, that doesn't seem right. Well, again, if I know my Bible, my discernment level will go up because I'm rooted in the scriptures, right? I'm not just rooting how I feel. I'm rooted in the scriptures, and I can discern what's right or wrong. Whether I like it or not, I can tell that's not right. Some, that person's not got a right spirit. So, you know, First John says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Let me just get my computer's not working here this morning. It was. Let's try it again. Now, let's just do this. So um, there are, it's not working right, but let me just say this. There, I, when I think of hearing God's voice, there's three things, three voices that potentially, um, you know, kind of we have to deal with as we're kind of working through the process. Am I hearing from God? The first one is the human voice, right? Your own human voice. Is this me? Is I, I'm hearing God? How many have ever felt that? You know, just kind of, that's probably the biggest uh, key. You know, it's, you, you're just trying to figure out, is it, is it human voice? Well, again, I would think you have to know, are your thoughts and are your emotions in check? So if I'm emotional, then that's going to potentially hinder my ability to hear God. Because I'm, you know, freaking out. I'm, you know, every time I get nervous is a very hard way for me to hear God. Because I'm thinking about myself. And if I'm thinking about myself, I can't think about what God's wanting to me to think about that person. So, like I mentioned last night, fear can be a big demotivator to hear the voice of God. So all that's rooted in your own human things. So you, you just got to be able to just kind of root that out. Just settle yourself. You know, the Bible says, be still and know, right? So when you get still, a lot of times when I'm prophesying over somebody, um, I don't always like doing this face-to-face -face because, first of all, her face could either make me feel good or bad. Depends on how she's looking at me. In Asia, they just do this. They just look at it. They don't, I mean, sometimes they just even do this, you know. And, and um, you know, sometimes you're prophesying over somebody and they're not giving you any clues. They're just kind of looking at you. And you finish and you're like, like, did I hit the nail on the head or am I way off in left field? And then they'll go, oh, that was amazing. That really touched my heart. Well, it'd be nice if you smiled a little bit, you know. <laughs> so, again, you can't live that way. You, what you got to do, and this is why we do blindfold prophecy, just stand behind the person. And just, you're just 
settling your heart and saying, okay, God, what, what's the word that you want me to share with this sister today? And so you're not worried about what you see. Um, so listen to this scripture. It says uh, in Ezekiel uh, 13, 3, it says, Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. So again, we don't want to deviate into our own flesh way of thinking, right? Um, the second one, obviously, is the demonic voice. The enemy can speak uh, to us, and he can speak into our hearts, and he's called the spirit of uh, deception and the father of lies. And so most of us, I would say, for the most part, would know how to figure that one out, right? Like, here's uh, just a rule of thumb for me. If I ever hear condemnation, negative, critical things being spoken to me, I can immediately say, uh, that's demonic. Because that's not how God speaks. That God does not come that way. God's voice is always loving. It's compassionate. It's caring. Even when he's correcting me, I feel good. Like, yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so good. Right? Because it's, it's, it's the love of the Father. So anything that's negative, kind of harsh, kind of, okay, I, something's not right here. Either that's a human spirit or it's a demonic spirit. So I, I can easily discern the demonic. Uh, and then lastly, the Holy Spirit's voice, which is uh, I, how I believe the Holy Spirit is always speaking. His words always bring life. They're always encouraging. They're full of faith. They're, they're, they're helping me move into uh, greater realms of victory. Sometimes it's comfort. Sometimes it's strength. And so uh, there's lots of scriptures we can look at. Um, you guys, uh, just for sake of time, I just want to encourage you. Read your Bible. You'll find it. It's in there. Right? Um, last night I said, the question is, how do you know which voice to listen to? And John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. How many sheep do we have here? That's it. That's that's the answer I'm looking for. So if if you're in right relationship with God, you have to believe that God will speak to you. And you just have to believe that he wants to speak to you and he wants to speak through you. It's just a conviction you have to have. And and, uh, what I found is people who... Um, struggle with hearing the voice of God, they don't live out of that conviction that God loves them, that God wants to speak to them, and God wants to use them. And it has to be a conviction. And, and so the uncertainty of am I hearing clearly for a person, to me, is where practice makes perfect. So let me give you what I, uh, how I kind of take, how I walk out hearing the voice of God. Number one is that you've got to abide. The Bible says this. It says, abide in me and I, as I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in the vine. And I, when I look at that word abide, it means to have expectation. And so it's, it's consistently abiding to tune your ear. So when I'm uh, you know, waiting on God for me personally, or I'm waiting on God for somebody else, I'm having expectation. God, you're going to, I'm, I'm expecting God to speak. So people will say to me, well, do you, you know, can you prophesy at any time? Absolutely, I can prophesy at any time. I believe that. Now, do I prophesy all the time? Well, no, because I've got to talk to my wife sometimes and you know, but I can prophesy. I can go anywhere at any time and prophesy. I believe that. 
because I have expectation in my spirit that God can use me. So if I'm at a restaurant and I'm not necessarily uh, wanting to prophesy, but if God wants me to, I will because I know I can. So this happened to me. Um, we, I had preached like three times one weekend. I was, we have a restaurant in Canada called Swiss Chalet. Canadians know what I'm talking about, right? It's either St. Hubert's or Swiss Chalet, depending on where you are in Ontario. Um, but Swiss Chalet. So I like Swiss Chalet. So I, I had preached three times. I was tired. We were with a fa- uh, family friends of ours. And so I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, I'm, do- I'm, do- I'm done. I'm, I've exhausted myself. And so I'm sitting there and my waitress comes to the table and I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, tell her I love her. I was like, no, I'm not going to tell her I love her. I'm not going to get my chicken because I know what's going to happen. And he says, no, just tell her I love her. And I said, God, I am never getting my chicken, and I'm hungry. I'm just having this conversation because I know what's going to happen, right? And so he says, no, I want you to tell her. So I said, hey, uh, my name's Gary. I said, I'm a pastor. I said, uh, sometimes God speaks to me. Would you mind me telling him what God just told me? She goes, yeah, sure. I said, he just told me he loved you. Well, that was it. Sat down, started crying. Oh, my life. Shared a few more things. I said, look, I know you're busy and you got to get my chicken. And so I, I, said, I said, look, um, you know, I, I pray with her a little bit. And I said, why don't you, here's my card. Why don't you come to my office on Tuesday, my secretarial. We'll, we'll talk to you a little bit more. Yeah, okay, I know. I don't, I don't want to take you away from your job. Yes. And so, you know, we gave, we, she got my chicken. It was awesome. And we, we ministered to her and um, gave her a really good tip. It's Tuesday morning. She came at my door, 9 o'clock. My secretary brought her in. We sat together, the three of us, and, and led her to the Lord. And she got saved. Her husband eventually got saved, got planted in our church for about five, six years, and then they got a transfer. They're still in a church in London, I believe. And so, you know, again, it's, it's just you have, a, have expectation. Start your day with expectation, abiding in the Lord, right? Amen? I love what Tom Lane said. He said this, it's an awesome thing to hear from a word from God. I've learned God's voice sounds different from all the other voices screaming for my attention every minute of the day. God's voice carries the sweet sounds of grace, peace, hope, joy, and especially love. So if you, if you believe that, then that's how you, you need to come into it, right? So that's first thing. Second thing would be renew. So abide and then renew. Romans 12, renew your mind according to the word of God, right? So he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So again, I did it this morning. Uh, I opened my Bible. I read the Bible. I waited on God. I let God speak to me, right? Sometimes it's very profound. Other times it's just keep going. Thank you, Jesus. I'll keep going today, right? So you got to let God renew your mind. And so I would say one of the things that I see in the prophetic movement is the level of maturity in prophecy is contingent on your level of maturity in your walk with God. 
And so people uh, who are learning, just learning to grow, great, no problem. That's what we want. We want people to make mistakes and be okay with that. But as you grow in God, your level of your word knowledge and your walk with God should strengthen your ability to prophesy deeper, uh, richer things into people's lives. Amen? And then the last thing is, so abide, renew, and then exercise. This morning, I got on the treadmill, and I exercised. Uh, I, I've been trying to do that every day since I had my heart attack, and so I'm, I'm doing it every day faithfully because it's good for my heart. It's good for, for, for you know, just being healthy. And so it's the same thing with your gift. It's the, if you believe that God wants to use you prophetically, the best way is to exercise. So in my life, there, I mentioned to you that there were times where I would prophesy on a good week, maybe three people, you know, at church, maybe minister a couple people, maybe out in, the, in a mall somewhere. Um, but then there was a period of time where I didn't prophesy at all because I was busy doing other things and there were other things happening in my life. And then I go to Asia where I, in a good week, in a week, I might prophesy over 500 people. So again, the, the amount of activity that you're doing, the exercising that will expand your capacity, not only to prophesy, but also to hear the voice of God. Amen. So, um, there's a, this is not original with me, but there's a guy named Mark Verkler who wrote a book called Hearing God. I don't know if you've, um, you, he's, he's from this area. He originally was from this area. So um, he, he gives this great thought. And so I want to just kind of unpack it a little bit. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says this, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint then the lord said to me write my answer plainly on tablets so the runner can carry the correct message to others and so uh, pastor said it a minute ago you have to be intentional if you're going to if you're going to operate in the prophetic you have to be intentional if you're going to uh, want to hear from god you can't just be willy-nilly you can't just say one day okay maybe i'll do it maybe I'll. you've got to be intentional on a daily basis to train your thoughts and exercise your spirit and your gift on a daily basis if you're going to if you're going to uh, let's put it this way if you're going to get better at prophecy right if you're going to get better at ministering to people so the first thing uh Habakkuk says, he says, I went up to my watchtower and I stood. So you've got to be still. So uh, it, it is true. I wrote that quote down that he, uh, the pastor said that, you know, uh, the biggest competition for your prophetic is media. And it's true, right? Like how many get up in the morning and you go to your social media page? Anybody? Just a few? Yeah. Um, instead of just turning that off and, and getting before the Lord. So you've got to be still so you can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions from within. Uh, he said, I'll climb up. So do you have a place where you can just set your heart every day? So my wife uh, knows me, so we got into the hotel room. And um, uh, so there were two beds, so she loves that when she gets her own bed. You know, she's like, I picked my bed, uh, but she noticed that the, the, um, uh, the desk was in the corner, and she said, okay, you're taking that bed because that's where the desk is, because she knows that when she's sleeping, I'm at, I'm at the desk, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my devotions there, and so she knows me that the further away I'm from her, 
I'm not going to bother her in the morning, right? But that's where I know. I, when I go into a room, I'm looking, okay, uh, you know, if I'm going to be here for a week, um, which happens, where am I going to spend my, my time? Where am I going to meet with God? And it's important because that's where I know that I'm going to train myself to be still, before the Lord, right? So Habakkuk knew how to hear God, uh, how, hear God's quiet, inner, spontaneous thoughts, but he had to get to a place where he was quiet, right? Just quiet, quiet your heart. Psalm forty six ten, right? It, it says, "Be still and know that He is God." So the prophetic or hearing God really is a lot of spontaneous thoughts. It comes in, it can come in pictures, it can come in a random thought, like you're not even thinking about it, and all of a sudden you get this thought. I was walking, literally, I was walking through a mall, and I saw this person, and immediately this thought came to me, and it was, I wasn't thinking about anything, I was just walking through the mall, and this thought came to me, and I stopped the person, and I said, hey, can I talk to you about something. I, I, my name's Gary, you know, and, and I do my kind of little spiel. And, and I said, I had this thought. And the person just kind of looked at me and said, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that very thought. I said, oh, okay. Can I pray with you? Yeah. Pray with her. Just very simple. It doesn't have to be. Uh, again, the key is if you're just going about your day like la, 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 nobody knows. I'm just kind of living my life. Then you're not going to you're not going to tune your ears. But if you're if you're willing to just kind of settle your heart, Holy Spirit, what are you doing today? God can speak to you in a moment, a random thought, something that is totally oblivious. I always like to say sometimes what happens in the prophetic is, it's like if this is where you are, and this is God, what happens sometimes is I just do this, and I go up, and I get a thought. I see a picture. I see something. Now, and then I come down, and then I have to share it with that person. I have no clue where that is in that person's life. It's not my job to figure it out. It's their job. My job is to just say, hey, I see this, or I hear this, or I, I, I hear this, I see this picture. Does this mean anything to you? Well, Sometimes it doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean it's not right. It just it doesn't mean anything at that moment. Have you ever had a prophecy and then five years later, you're living in it? Right? At the moment, you go, dude, you're way off. Didn't make sense at all. So that's the first thing. So if we're still, we'll sense his thoughts, okay? Um, sometimes uh, for me, it's I, I have certain worship music that I put on because I'm trying to steal my mind, steal my heart. Whatever works for you is the key. You've got to develop that pattern of stillness in your life. And uh, does anybody get distracted when you're praying? And you're, yeah. Am I the only one? Right? Pastor never gets distracted, but all of us do, right? And we all get distracted. You know what I found is the best thing to do? Is have a piece of paper and just write your thoughts down there. Like, i got to do this, got to do this, pick up mail, do, 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 do. I just write all that stuff, get it out of my mind. And then I turn it over so it doesn't bother me. And, and I just, I, I work very diligently to get those distractions out of my spirit, right? And then just keep worshiping until I'm, I know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm at that place. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to hear God. Then uh, he, he said this, he said, um, Habakkuk said, there I will wait to see 
what the Lord. So he was intentionally looking for pictures. He was looking to see something. And, and so I just say this. The Bible says this. Look or fix your eyes on Jesus. Right? So can we get in the habit of just fixing our eyes? Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And let him come. And he will. He will. We're going to do an exercise in a minute. And if you just, if you just relax and just focus on Jesus, I'm telling you, uh, it's amazing what God will do in those moments, right? So uh, uh, Habakkuk was actually looking for vision. He was looking for things as he prayed. And so um, vision is this, this idea to gaze at mentally, to perceive or to contemplate with pleasure what lies ahead. So I found this in my life, that if I'm in kind of a negative funk, when I approach God, I'm looking for negative things. But if I come with this sense of anticipation, expectation that good things are going to happen, I always see good things. I always see God doing good things. And so, again, your perspective is so crucial in developing your gifting. Um, there's so much more we could talk about perception. We'll do a little bit of that tomorrow. Uh, third, third thing is, is Habakkuk, the Bible says, he was waiting to see what the Lord would say to him. So, to me, this is the third thing, which is in line with uh, what I said about expectation. But you have to be ready to receive his answers. Like, can you believe that God will say something to you? Can you believe that God will actually speak? God's voice is in your heart often sounds like spontaneous thoughts. Uh, sometimes it's a picture. Sometimes it's like um, I was in uh, Laos and... Um, I got to pray over this family. So this backstory of this family, the only thing I knew was the, the husband was the first, one of the first martyrs in Laos. The government came in, took him out into the bush, killed him. They'd never seen a body. They never found his body. A few months after that, uh, this um, family, they had two daughters and a son. One of their daughters was accidentally killed. It was a, an accident. So the son... He rebels, uh, walks away from God. He goes into Viet Chen, which is the main city. And my friend leads him back to the Lord, um, helps him, disciples him. He's now, this is maybe four or five years later, this kid's a successful business guy, got multiple businesses, and doing really well. So he's now going to move his businesses down to where his mom is because she's pastoring the church. So that's it. So they asked me to meet with them and minister to them. So I'm like, how about you pray over me? Like, you know, I, I'm just suffering for Jesus, and you're, you've, you've paid the ultimate price. And so as we're praying, um, I had a bottle of water. And the bottle of the water wasn't top spring water. It, it said tiger's head, tiger's head water. So I, as I took a drink of water, that word, tiger's head, came up, and I went, it was like something gripped me. The only thing I said, tiger, and I saw, I'm cutting the tiger's head off. That's all I had. So I went, I'm cutting the tiger's head off. She starts crying. So I think, okay, that might be good. And then, uh, and so, and then I just said, all opposition will cease. In fact, I'm removing them from the province. That's all I said. 
So they're weeping. And then I said, I see a man of peace. He's coming down and he's helping you. He's going to be a resource to you, blah, blah, blah. So that was it. And said something about the, the other daughter. They're all crying. So I always like to get feedback. I say, hey, tell me what's going on. So they said, um, well, you know, um, you said this about my daughter. It's true. She's leaving. She's going across the states. And, and she said, my son's name, his name means man of peace. So I was like, oh, hallelujah. And then she goes, that tiger's head, I don't know what that means. I said, okay. She goes, but she says, um, I, I've been in uh, incredible opposition, so it's a great comfort to me. So great. So I'm flying back through China, um, going through this crazy way home, and I'm in China. I'm on the Internet, and um, I get a text from the missionary. And it's Monday morning there, and she says, hey, it's Monday here. And you remember that tiger's head prophecy? I said, yeah. She goes, listen, you didn't know this. She said, but this family, there were two guys in the province where this lady was. Every um, month, they were issuing death threats to her. She's under incredible opposition. And she said, they said, this morning, they read in the newspaper that both those guys were fired and completely removed from the province. So... Just a random thought, tiger said, spring. Oh, come to somebody, spring. Hey, spring up, oh well. You're going to, you know, and just start <laughs> dealing with that, right? So, you know, you just have to be open to letting God just quickly speak to you. Don't question it. I found when I question things like that, I, I miss opportunities, right? And, and so I, I just say, jump in, you know, just, just, just. Be open to whatever God would say. Amen? You know, one of the words for intercession is the word paga. And it means this. It means an idea of a chance encounter or an accidental kind of intersecting. In other words, sometimes God's thoughts, you're not even thinking about it. But if you tune in, all of a sudden something comes to your mind and it's a pressure. So I used to, I don't do a lot of driving now. The, the ne last next three weeks we're doing a lot of driving in New York State and Ohio. Um, but I used to do, in my early days of travel, I used to drive all the time. And so I would be driving. And, like, you know, it's late at night on I-90, 70 miles an hour, cruise control, music playing, not even thinking. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just driving home after ministry. And this happened to me four times now. I'm not thinking about anything. All of a sudden, I hear just the thought, deer. I grabbed the wheel a little bit more. I'm not kidding you. This has happened to me multiple times. As soon as I hear that, I turn, come around a corner. There's a deer right in the middle of the road. And I, I just have enough time to just get out of the way. And it's like I'm looking at that deer, and he's just doing this as I drive by. And that's happened to me four times. So, again, if you're just in that spirit all the time of expectation, Holy Spirit, just speak to me. Lord, you're, you're, I, you see, if you're lovers of God, come on, he's going he's gonna to speak to you. He's going to speak about practical things, right? So with my wife and I, it, when my son was a little guy, he was probably four, maybe five. Um, we were, I was sitting in my chair. So I have this chair, and now it's, it's got demoted from my living room up to my office now, so my favorite chair. And so I'm in my chair. I'm, just, I'm not even thinking anything. My wife's cleaning I think really the first and only time she was cleaning our windows. And, uh, um, and both of us at the same time, my son was outside playing. Both of us at the same time said, where's Josh? And so, um, so he was outside and our neighbor had a work van and he was on the other side of the van. 
So she said, where's Josh? I said, where's Josh? And then at that time, our neighbor called and said, hey, you better get out here. And so my wife, by that time, had already called Josh. And my son kind of sheepishly kind of walked around the corner of the van. And so he came. You know, he's five years old. He knows nothing. And so we found out. Our neighbor said, hey, there's a girl. There was, a, there was this young teenage girl. She kept coming up. To the up up to our street, and he said she was trying to get him to pull down his pants. And um, and so you know, get out and you know you never come back down the street, come up our street again. And she didn't, but my son, nothing happened. But that was the that was the Holy Spirit, right? But I wasn't thinking anything. It just it just happened. So if you learn to hear that, learn to train yourself at, at moments, you'll be amazed at even the practical things that God will do for your family, for your life, even at, at work, you know, uh, this crazy stuff. I could tell you crazy story after story. And the last thing is um, what I would say is probably the key in your personal life is learn to journal. Now, guys, it's a journal. Ladies, it's a diary. Right? Men don't have diaries. <laughs> We have journals, so manly journals. Um, but and I'm not talking about writing your thoughts. Oh, the, my emotions today are all over the place, and then, you know, I'm not talking about that. But every day I journal something, right? I read the scriptures, I meditate, I wait on the Lord, and then I just let God say something to me. Sometimes it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it's just things for my day. And so I'll walk into my day with the anticipation that what God is saying to me today, I'm going to say to somebody today. I'm going to, at some point within my day, I'm going to say that to somebody. And so if you come with that, what you're doing is you're training yourself. You'll be amazed. Uh, a lot of times I'll write stuff in my notes. I have a little note thing, right? Write some notes and just, you know, as I'm just kind of, I'm just sitting, thinking, and all of a sudden a thought comes to my mind. I just kind of put it there, and then I'm waiting. I'm, I'm in, I have a certain expectation. That's for somebody in my day, right? It's for somebody in my day um, that God will do. And so I, I just encourage you to do that. So how do we hear God? Let me give you just quickly. Be in neutral. If you're in neutral, then God can speak to you. So what I mean by that is, you know, car neutral, when you're just neutral, right? You're not going anywhere. I went to a car wash the other day. The guy yelled at me, neutral! Okay, put it in neutral. Then I, I, that car wash is just taking me through the car wash. So if you're just in neutral in your spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say? You're, you're much more open to listening and hearing what God would want to say. If you're stressed, Holy Spirit, come on, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. You're in, you're in deep trouble. It, it's just so hard. We were just talking about it. Um, I found when people want to receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I can always tell the ones who are really open, they're like this. And they just start speaking in tongues. The ones who are struggling are like this. They're thinking about stuff and instead of just kind of relax, just chill, be in neutral. Um, ask God, listen, we talked about it last night. Ask God for the desire. Desire to prophesy. So Holy Spirit, give me the desire. And when, once it desire, then it, then it starts working into discipline and then devotion and then delight, right? Um, build up your mind. In other words, be in the word. Guys, this is our source. 
This is where God will flow out of your life. The word of God will flow out of your life the more you know it. And then build up your spirit. You know, uh, Jude 20, right? Praying in the Holy Spirit, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So pray in the Spirit in, 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 your, in, your, in your daily routine. So uh, this is what I love about Asia and, uh, when I go to Asia is they pray in, the, pray in tongues all the time. I mean, thousands of people just praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm embarrassed sometimes when I go there because I don't pray as much as they do in, in tongues and with an intensity and a veracity of praying in the Holy Spirit. But they've just, it's part of their, who they are as people. So pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in, in, in your Holy Spirit, in, in your gift. Yield to the Holy Spirit. And um, always, I'd say, get in the habit of recording everything. This is the, smartphones are, uh, sometimes they're a nuisance, but really they are one of the greatest benefits, I think. Uh, now, we used to use tape, recorder, tape recording and stuff. This is awesome because you have this to have a level of accountability and a level of, hey, this is what this word is. And so um, it's, it's good. It's good to, to be able to review that. Amen? All right, let's do some prophetic activation. Okay, so I always, whenever I do the prophetic activations, um, activations are really trigger points. They're just to try to trigger you, get you to start thinking about prophecy and how to hear the voice of God. So um, they can use words, actions, phrases, objects, scripture verses, worship songs, prophetic acts. Um, we'll do a few in, in the next session um, of, of maybe, you know, another... A lot of times what I'll do is I'll look at somebody and something will be highlighted. So um, my wife, is this Jade? Yeah. So um, I, was, I was at a, uh, I was in Trinidad and um, I saw this little Jade necklace uh, on this girl. And so I, I just, I heard precious jewel. And so I walk up to her, I said, hey, um, you're like a precious jewel. You're like Jade a precious jewel, and then I go down this track about how um, she's been crushed and beaten, but it's actually God's way of pulling out of her the beauty and the treasure that's in her heart, and she's sobbing, and the girl beside her starts just weeping and going crazy, and so I minister to her, and, and she goes, you don't understand, her name is Jade. <laughs> well, I just heard precious jewel, but then Jade came to my spirit, and so I, but I called her by her name. Right? But I wasn't thinking name. I was just thinking jewelry. So sometimes that happens is you can be kind of in the room and then all of a sudden you see shoes. And all of a sudden a scripture comes. I'm going to anoint his feet to preach the good news. And that becomes the jump off of a thought that could impart something significant to a person's life. Uh, now you got to be careful with this, but body parts. So ears. Right? You know, uh, this is no joke. I was ministering to this guy. This guy had these massive ears. At least for me, they were massive, right? But I couldn't get away from it. I couldn't get away. I, I was so struck by his ears. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to anoint this guy to hear my voice in a greater way. So I just started going down this track. I'm going to anoint your ears. And, uh, and so at the end, he came to me and he said, you know, I really appreciate that. He said, I've been really struggling on how to hear God. And that was such a confirmation, you know, that God's going to speak to me. 
but I was so struck by his ears, right? Like eyes, you know, there's so, like, there's so many scriptures on eyes, right? All of a sudden, you can, get, you can look at somebody's eyes and boom. So you got to be really careful with that, but that's, there's nothing wrong with jumping off of those kinds of things. Um, someone had a backpack one time. I, I just, I was so drawn to that backpack. I thought, okay, God, what are you saying to me about that backpack? And I just heard the Lord say, she's carrying too much luggage. She's carrying too much junk. She needs to un- unpack her backpack. So I go down this track with her. And, and, you know, revelation starts happening as you're just obedient. And she's just sobbing. And in that moment, there was this breakthrough moment in her life where she was able to let go of hurts and pain of her past. So, again, you know, you got to have fun with it, right? It's good to have fun. So always this, when we talk about uh, activating you in the prophetic or gifts, be positive. Say positive. positive. Be brief. brief. Be, kind. be kind. Be humble. Be humble. And be normal. <laughs> Say normal. normal. No weirdness. Right? Just be, be normal. All right? So here's what I want to do. Um, I want you to close your eyes for a second. Okay? I just want you to settle your heart. And uh, we're just going to take a moment here, and we're just going to listen to what God has to say to you. All right, I just, again, just, you know, if, if you can, just pray under your breath. Just, just settle your heart. What I want you to do is, uh, again, just, Begin to fix your eyes on Jesus. Just get a picture of Jesus in your mind. Now, here's the question I want you to ask Jesus right now. I want you to just say, Jesus, what do you think of me? What do you think of me? And then listen, whatever comes. If you hear something, just put up your hand. Good, good. Lots of hands going up. Great. Jesus, what do you think about me? Okay, everybody look up here. Just quickly, what did, what did he say? So you put your hands up. Yep. Beloved. Beloved. Okay. What a, yeah. You were his bride. Awesome. Yeah. Close friend. You're what? He told you you were like a knife? And you're brave. Did you say you don't get what he said? So, okay, so what happens when that happens? What do you do? So, again, follow up. What do you mean? Simple. How am I like a knife? You know? So maybe you're the kind of guy that is able to cut through a lot of stuff and get to the heart of things, right? So, again, just, just I, 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 again, it's a simple exercise, but 
you know, if you're uncertain, God doesn't want you to be uncertain. He wants you to, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you mean by that? And then, again, one of the reasons I believe we're in relationship is it's always good. So a lot of times in my early days, I would have this thought. I'd write it down. And then I'd go to somebody who I, was, I trusted and said, hey, God said this to me today. Does this make sense? Like, do you, can you give me some thoughts on this? And inevitably, they would have the answer to what I was looking for because they knew me. Oh, I see that totally in your life. Really? I don't see it at all. Oh, yeah, this, this, this. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, well, that's why we have relationship, right? You know, so maybe your wife knows exactly what that is all about. Yeah. I'm assuming your husband and wife, right? Okay, good. Somebody else. What else did God say? Yes. Lovely one. Okay. Yeah. You're mine. Wow. That's a great thought, really, isn't it? You're secure. That, that brings security. Yes. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take that in a positive way, by the way. Really? I always take those things in a positive way. Yeah, somebody. Wow. Great. Somebody, yeah. I didn't get a word. I saw a quick blip of a picture. I was being led by the hand like that. It was a little kid. Wow. Awesome. Good. Yes. Think of you all the time. You know, that's a great thought, isn't it? I, 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 um, I had, there's a lot of scriptures. If you do, just do a study on God's thoughts, God's thinking about you. The Bible says, David said this, or the psalmist said, he said, when your, your thoughts are so numerous, I can't even recount them. Your thoughts about me. Like sometimes I just sit in my chair and I say, what are you thinking about me today? And he's always got something to share, right? And again, all his thoughts are always good. And to give me a future and a hope. Amen. All right. Here's another one. We're going to do a little bit more activation. So uh, a little bit deeper here. Uh, I want you to close your eyes again. Just kind of settle your heart. And um, I want you to just ask the Lord, is there anything that I need to change in how I hear your voice? God says something, put up your hand. Okay, good, good. All right, who, who'd like to share? Just quickly. Yeah. Um, I've 
Sure. Yeah, so just that belief. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Very practical. Yeah. More often. So just spend more time with him. Sure. God loves all babies. He loves grandbabies too. It's at the back. Yeah. Okay. Use that knife, cut it away. Yeah, there you go. Somebody else. Yeah. Performance. So it's not about performance, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it really isn't about performance, you know. Um, it's just about, it, it's really a love relationship. You know, like God loves us. He wants to speak to us. You know, I, I love my wife. I want to speak to her. You know, there isn't a day go by where we don't converse. We, and we talk sometimes about good, lots of, and there's so many subjects we could talk about in a day. Sometimes we just sit and laugh. So that's relationship, right? It's, it's not forced. It's not, um, but it is intentional. Like if I didn't, want to talk to her I just said I'm not going to talk to her today that'd be like that'd be a hard day <laughs> right somebody else I saw a few more hands go up yeah be open sure uh -huh. just sit at his feet yeah be intentional like if you don't take anything from today take this you got to be intentional um, you just have to be intentionally waiting abiding expecting trusting God letting God kind of speak to you. All right, one more. I want you to open your Bibles or your phones if you have them, and I want you to turn. We're going to read Psalm 23. Everybody knows this psalm, but, but here's what I want you to do before you open your Bibles. I want you to just look at this passage, read it through, and then what I want you to do is ask God, what's one thought that you can share with the person close to you? Okay, because you're gonna now you're gonna take what God's saying in His Word, and I want you to just whatever God says to you, I want you to now go speak to somebody in the room. Okay, maybe someone close to you. All right, we're gonna do that. All right, so let's read Psalm 23.
find somebody in the room and just uh, share that scripture with them. And take time to share it together. So like, uh, you know, not just one person sharing, the other person share a thought too. Stand up and I'm Edie. I keep on getting 336. I've asked the Lord if it's 1,000, like 336,000, or if it's 3.36 million. And I'm not sure which it is. And then I had this thought about a house, that there was maybe a need for a house. So I'll just leave that with you. Don't know. Blessings. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. How many got something there? You just, it was very beneficial. doing those kinds of exercises and I would encourage you um, we'll take a break uh, for about five minutes but I'd encourage you uh, when you come to meetings or you're going through your day um, start with a scripture and ask God like just say speak something first to me out of that scripture I mean there's so many different things even in that six verses isn't there there is so much depth in that six verses. You could meditate on that for a month and still get something every day. So, you know, in, in my early days, that's where I really uh, focused on. Now as I'm going out, I, I've gone so, I keep going back to this method of even ministering prophetically over people because there's just something about God's word is so rich. And there's so much that can uh, be a, like a springboard. So I want to encourage you to do that. Like even tomorrow as you get up, you know, and you, you're about to come to church, whether you're the 5 o'clock group or the 10 in the morning group. But, you know, come with a word in your heart. 
Lord, uh, you know, what, what do you want me to say to somebody? Is there somebody today that you want me to give this word to? And that can be a tremendous word of encouragement to them. And then it becomes the platform that you jump off of and maybe share something uh, even deeper prophetically. And uh, I, I, I think you're very safe when you do that. It's, it's actually a, a great way to uh, develop your gift with expectation. And uh, always ask for feedback. Hey, did that make sense to you? Make sense? All right. Any questions? Let's take a break, okay?